So, uh, <clears throat> open your Bible, please, with me tonight in uh, the book of Luke. Book of Luke, chapter 7. We are reading verse number 11 to verse number 17. Kindly rise again tonight. Luke, chapter 7, verse number 11 to 17. Luke 7, <clears throat> verses number 11 to 17. Let us read this all uh, together from verse number 11 to verse number 17. Go. And it came to pass the day after that he went into the city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people and when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, and the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bear him stood still and said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God had visited his people. Verse 17. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and all throughout all the regions round about. Remain standing for prayer. Dear Father, Heavenly God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. And we truly need hope at this present pandemic. We find that so many hearts are um, governed by, uh, taken by despair and fear, discouragement, bewilderment. We pray, Lord, that the Word of God will continually give us hope, give us strength, give us courage to continue in our journey of faith. Tonight we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm speaking a subject tonight entitled, The Words of Jesus Giving Us Hope in Times of Tragic Situations. The Word of Jesus Giving Us Hope in Times of Tragic Situations. In verse number 11, notice please, in verse number 11, where it says, And it came to pass that after, now the day after, he went into the city uh, called Nain. And underline this, And many of his disciples went with him. And much people, many of his disciples uh, went with him, and much people. The fame actually... The popularity of Jesus continued to grow at this particular time, and many, more than only the twelve, there were many disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in some sense. They, they followed the Lord, so they are called the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, Nain is a town today located in Jezreel, uh, it is located in the plain of Jezreel, six miles southwest of Nazareth. Verse number 12, now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, uh, usually cities were enclosed with walls and they had gates. And so when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. Let me say this, that without exception, the, any funeral is a tragedy. 
is painful. Death is painful. So any funeral is a tragedy. Sakit ka na basta mamatian ka, no? But this was a special loss. Why? The dead, the deceased was um, the only son of his mother. It was the only son, the last treasure of his mother. And the mother herself was a widow. So double ang uh, damage sa yaha. And she was a she was a widow. The loss of her only son meant a miserable future uh, for the widow. Look at verse number six. Jesus says, "Weep now." In verse thirteen. So we are specifically told of the compassion of Jesus. Of, uh, on, the, on this occasion. He instantly understood the situation and had sympathy upon the widow. So they were coming in. Uh, they were at the gate. Pasulod sila. And while with his many disciples and then uh, another group, there were two groups now, another group was coming out. And they were bringing with them a dead body to the cemetery, to the burying place. And so uh, <clears throat> now uh, uh, he, he saw the mother, so he instantly understood the situation and had sympathy upon the widow, giving her hope despite the tragedy of the situation. Let me say that to you, that whenever we feel our world is, is totally falling apart, we need to see this. We must see Jesus Christ as our only hope. We must see tonight through the Word of God that there is power with the Word of God. Jesus speaks His Word, and when it comes to our being, when we receive it by faith, and when we accept it by faith, something will happen because there is power in the Word of God. Jesus doesn't have to come here to be present with us. In order to speak the Word, we have the Bible, the complete revelation of the Word of God. Amen? So when the Lord saw her in verse number 13, and then Luke uses absolute, the absolute form, Lord. When the Lord, Kyrus, K-Y-R-O-S, Kyrus, which emphasizes Jesus' deity, Jesus Christ. When the Lord, uh, the Lord that saw her, the Lord that brought the Son into life, was God. Amen? He is the Lord. And uh, in a sermon on this passage, young man, is this for you? Young man, is this for you? Charles Haddon Spurgeon mentioned a few ways in which this event illustrates spiritual truth. Number one, we find here the spiritually, uh, the spiritually dead cause a great grief to their uh, gracious friends. We're talking about those who are lost. Number two, <clears throat> number two, for this grief, there is only one helper. There's only one who can help that old woman with the woman. No one can change his, uh, her, her situation. Nobody can raise the dead except the Lord Jesus Christ. No doctor, no scientist can do anything to help that situation. Only the Lord. <clears throat> only the Lord. And so this grief, there is only one helper, but he can truly help. And then look at verse 14. And he came and touched the beer or the coffin. Katung lungon. And Luke gives the, the beautiful picture, clear picture, I mean, a vivid image of an open, it was an open coffin. Jesus looked at the, the boy and spoke to the dead person as if it, he were alive. Just talking to him. Kahit na itong lawas sa batanon nga lalaki nga namatay nga ilang gidayungan, it was an open, remember that, and much people, you see, in, in Jewish funerals, they had to hire 
mourners. So dunay mga mga patingog sa mga mga drums like that. And uh, so it was very dramatic. The mother was walking behind the, the dead body. And so the Lord Jesus Christ talked to the young man and, and said, I say unto thee, arise, bangon. Jesus spoke to the dead as if he were alive. Now in Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says that this is what God alone does. Only God can speak to the dead. Arise. In Romans chapter 14 verse 17, and uh, it says, Even God who quickeneth the dead. Romans 4 verse 17. And call it those things which be not as though they were. And uh, all of us, when we look at dead people, they will, they will never respond to us. And uh, they will never talk to us. They would, they would never, never uh, talk back to us. Pero para kang Kristo, for the Lord Jesus Christ, in Padre, Romans 4 verse 17, Even God who quickeneth the dead, and call it those things which be not as though they were. In Luke chapter 15, look at verse, in verse 15, He that was dead sat up, and and began to speak. Remember, nakahigda siya, and they usually gina, ginabalot na sila ng linen. And Jesus Christ, dong, bangon dong. And ingo sa Biblia, nilingkod siya kalit o niya ang nagkikistorya. Kasi may istorya niya, we will find later. And he, and they said, began to speak. And uh, on more than one occasion, Jesus raised people from the dead. For example, in Luke chapter 8, verse 41 to 56, uh, he raised from the dead Jairus' daughter. In, uh, in John chapter 11, verses 1 to 44, he raised Lazarus. <clears throat> and so, uh, <clears throat> and then <clears throat> Jesus, actually Jesus didn't like that. Well, I say healing kamatayan because Jesus Christ regarded it as an enemy that had to be defeated. Para sa kang Kristo, ang kamatayon kaaway na. And uh, that has to be, I mean, physical death. And so this young man was not actually resurrected, but he was resuscitated. He rose from the dead only to die again. And uh, the Jairus' daughter, Lazarus, who was a senior citizen, and then this young man, they were raised from the dead, but they had to die again. And uh, and uh, so he rose from the dead, remember this, to die again. And God promises that we will be resurrected and rise from the dead, never to die again. That is our future hope. Blessed hope. In the world we live today, it seems that fear grips on many hearts of people. You see, this present pandemic has caused many hearts to be broken. There is a desperate need for a message of true hope to overcome the despair that has plagued so many hearts of people today. We need hope. That is what we need. Everywhere you go, it seems people are afraid. People fear of this pandemic. People are, are, <clears throat> are confused about what is happening. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ offers true hope, the true hope and real power in this hurting world. This is actually portrayed in Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 17. And there are actually, as we have made mention, we make it clear, there are three recorded miracles where Jesus raised a dead person back to life. Kasi ito number one ganiha, Jairus' daughter. And we have, uh, it's recorded in Matthew, recorded in Mark, recorded in Luke. We have the uh, man named Lazarus. And his, re his, uh, his resurrection is uh, only recorded in John. You don't find it in Matthew, only in John. And uh, the raising of this widow's son, only in Luke. 
Diharap po din mo siya makita sa look. And all of Jesus' miracles go beyond the literal fact that there is a great spiritual lesson to be learned from them. Remember that. Now, it must go beyond the, the, the literal fact there. Why? Because there are messages that we need to learn. We need to learn. And uh, John referred to them as signs, actually. Meaning that they have significance beyond the outward. So they point us to something deeper. Spurgeon said they are sermons to the eye, just as his spoken discourses were sermons to the ear. So these signs are sermons for them to watch. Before the completion of the Bible, God allowed those miracles to be performed so that they will see the power of Jesus, to authenticate the power of Jesus' mission as, as a Messiah. So uh, now we don't need that. We don't need the uh, you don't need to work miracles to convince that, that the word of God is true. We have the written word of God. I still believe God still heals according to his will and purpose. We still pray for healing. So this account of Jesus raising the young man to life is saying something beyond the actual facts of the matter. There is, there is something we need to learn here. And you read it in the Bible and you have to remember this. Jesus has a message for me to learn in this. It shows us that the life-giving word of Christ is a message of hope and power in a world of despair and weakness. You know what we need in the world today? In the midst of this pandemic, we need the word of God. Amen? That is the only thing that can give us hope today. Wala na ilain. And vaccine, wakpay siguro madisgrasya ka deha. Our hope is in the word of God. Amen? Our hope is, <clears throat> is claiming and receiving, absorbing in our being, in our souls, in our life, the word of God. So this woman had lost her husband, was now in despair, over the loss of her son, and of course he was powerless in the face of death. Can she do anything about it? No. 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 But Christ's life-giving word brought hope and power into that depressing situation. There is hope in the word of God. Second Corinthians chapter 1. <clears throat> Look at verse number 3, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 3. Your Bible, please. Chapter 1, 2 Corinthians, verse number 3 to verse number 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all. What? Comfort. Who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Romans 8 verses 31 to 39. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ, which is in Christ Jesus. Death cannot separate us from God. It even brings us, it brings us soon into the, in the presence of the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. When you feel that your world has fallen apart completely, you need to what you need to do, you go to this book. This is our hope. In Psalm 119, verse 49, please. Psalm 119, verse 49, and verse number 50. Remember the word unto thy servant. Which thou hast caused me to what? To hope. For this is my comfort in mine affliction. Thy word has made me alive. Thy word has quickened me. There is hope. There is hope and strength that comes from the word of God. First of all, <clears throat> the words that Jesus spoke 
The words that Jesus spoke brought hope in the hearts filled with despair. The word of God that he spoke, the word of Jesus that, that, that he spoke brought hope in the hearts, of, uh, hearts filled with despair. It came to pass the day after, verse number 11, that he went into a city, certain city called Nain. Well, you look at the study there. Previously, Jesus was in the town of Capernaum on the shore of the Sea of Galilee where he healed the centurion servant. Remember that? The centurion said, Lord, you don't have to come. I have a servant. The centurion is a Roman, Roman officer in charge of 100 soldiers. He came to Jesus. Why? His servant was dying. Jesus said, Lord, come. He said, yes, yes, I will come. He said, you don't have to come. Just speak the word. Say the word and, and my servant will be healed. So he came there, Jesus in, in Capernaum. <clears throat> and so he goes there with a large sub entering Nain with a large um, crowd of his disciples. And uh, he has more than just his 12 apostles. Remember that. Uh, uh, he, you know, uh, because of his miracles and his teachings. So, kini sagul-sagul ng mga disciples ni. Uban ane, kasagaran ane, sang isunod-sunod mo, you followed me, not because, ni Cristo, uh, because of the word of God, but because of the bread. And so, sa kini, di tamapas mo ane mo, sunod-sunod, tas gino. And they had, I can, I can almost tell nga, malipayon ilang dagway, ay, ay, kapas mo. Di tamapas mo ane, maghihim mo na sagpan, sa sakit mo na kung tayo, ay, kahadlok, kahiler mo na, Every need was provided and so they, they somehow felt while they were following the Son of God. And who provides them life, who provides them words of life. So he was with a multitude of people with him. And uh, so <clears throat> um, um, many other disciples are following him uh, because, of, because of that, because of the uh, miracles which he did. And as he and his disciples entered, they met another large group coming out. So, pasulog sila, ilang grupo, na ipagawas. Ang diferensya lang ka, ilang gisunod, buhi. Ang ilang gisunod sa pikas, patay. They were following a dead man. And, uh, and notice, diri, medyo nagapahiyom sila kay Kanus akatong himoon tumpan. So, ilang gawalat-hulat silang pasya. Maragutom naman ba? Siya, ayaw kahadlok. Naabi sa himoon ang panron. Oto ilang resulta ng sunod-sunod sila. On the other side, the group is not joyful. They were not excited. It seems nga during a group of Jesus Christ, it was full of excitement. Anticipation that somehow miracles will be done again. Pero sa pikas, pagawas, so they excited. They, they were not joyful, but they were crying because there was weeping and wailing and mourning. Number one, doon na sila hired mourners. Nga ito, kapuyong kaghilap. So na yung mga nagiginahire, wapang kapiliha. So sila, sila, sila hilap man. Wapay, wapay, pabaho. Kapoy mabilak din. So, kining grupo halipating hilak nila. Padulong sa lumganan. And uh, they were not following a man who can feed them. Somebody who can give them life. Or provide great teachings to them. Instead, this second group is following a dead man in verse number, in verse number 12. Look at verse number 12 in Luke chapter 7, verse number 12 in our, in our text tonight. Matthew, Mark, Luke 11, and uh, verse, number, verse number 12. There it says, and uh, <clears throat> Luke 7, I mean, verse number, verse number 12. It says, and when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, and the only son of his mother, and was a widow, and much people of the city was with him. 
Many are sympathizers. Many probably are friends, relatives. And many also, part of that, were hired, hired mourners. And so this verse in verse number 12 is filled with sorrow. This woman is a widow. She has already lost her husband. She has been suffering because she lost her husband. And now, a son but the only son has died. And uh, uh, she had experienced already the grief and now she lost her son as well. So this verse is filled with sorrow. The text says she lost her only son. This means that she was now destitute. She has no way to provide for herself in that culture. Remember, women could not work. Bawal magtrabaho ang mga babae at that time. And uh, so, um, uh, they were dependent on their husbands. If their husband, if the husband died, they depended on a son. If the son died, they could be forced to beg. I'm sure na pag uli niya gikang salubnganan, she had that in her mind that she would begin begging on the streets. She was not allowed to, to go to work. Now that the husband was dead and the only son was dead, so that's the situation now. This was this woman's situation. Now she's, she had no one to provide for her and no one to take care of her. Can you imagine the situation there? But look at this. Whenever the Lord is present, there is hope. I don't care how difficult your situation today is. Wherever the Lord, whenever the Lord is with you, there is always hope. Remember that. There is always hope. Number one, there is hope that Jesus brings through her, through his compassion. Verse 13, when the Lord saw her and had compassion on her. Thank God for that. By the way, the word compassion is related to the word bowels. B-O-W-E-L-S. Bowels. Compassion. Something that comes from the heart, the inner feeling. The word compassion is, is it, and, and, and the word it descri- describes the, the, the feelings that come, come from deep inside. The, the Bible says, the Lord saw her, and the Lord had compassion. It was a feeling that was taken deep inside of Jesus. In other words, it was not just an intellectual sympathy. Jesus felt deeply for this hurting woman. And whatever you feel today, you need to remember this. The Lord sympathizes with us. He feels every pain. He can share with us. Whenever Jesus confronts human sorrow and need, now go into the Bible and find the word compassion. He feels compassion. He did it then when he was here on earth. And I'm sure he does it now. He still do it now. As our sympathetic high priest in the heavenlies. Open your Bible, please, in the book of Hebrews 4, verse 15, and verse number 16, please. Hebrews 4, verse number 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. The word infirmities means weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain what? Mercy! And find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 13, look at verse number 5. Hebrews 13 and verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. This verses is what? Truly bring us hope. Let me say that again. These verses is what truly bring hope to us. Amen. In our despair, we are prone to feel like nobody understands. But to know that someone else feels with us, 
it brings a ray of, of hope. Ma, 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 mahibaluan ni mo nga dunay somebody nga naibati siya mong gibati who sympathizes with you. Sabihin mo, modala siya o ka nagitawag nga, nga, <clears throat> nga kasanag sa paglaong. Ang imong nangit-ngitan na kalibutan, ginahinay nga, nga gitagaan o kasanag sa paglaong because there is hope. There is hope in the Word of God. Yes, we are not alone. Jesus understands. Jesus cares and God's people say Amen. There is hope, number one, in the words that Jesus speaks to us. We don't have to say, Jesus, please come. Come where I am right now and speak to me the word of God. You don't have to. The word of God is in our hands today. Every time we go into the Bible, every time we read the word of God, as if Jesus Christ he stands just right before you and holds he holds your hands and say, well, this is my word. This is my word. This is my promise. Number two, there is hope that Jesus brings through his grace. <clears throat> his grace. Not only his word, but his grace. God's unmerited favor gives us hope. We don't have to feel we are worthy. You see, this woman, was she worthy? Did she do anything to deserve what she had, what she received. This woman did nothing to merit this miracle. Well, unlike the centurion in the miracle just preceding, look at verse chapter 7, please. <clears throat> Verses number 1. He came to Jesus, this, this, this centurion, begging for the healing of his servant. Verse 1. Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. A certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So he, when he heard Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal him. Actually, other accounts is he himself came and begged on Jesus. And, uh, and of course, he had received some favor among the leaders of the Jews. Why? Verse number, verse number uh, four, when they came to Jesus, grabbing drama nila, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Said, Jesus, dapat lang yun. Why? Because this man, verse five, he loved our nation and had built us a synagogue. So he has done something for us, religiously, now that he is in need, would you please go there immediately and help him? He just deserved what he is asking for. Now, compare this case to the woman. Did she do anything? Wala. Wala. And uh, it was all God's grace. And uh, nobody could say to Jesus Christ, this woman is worthy for, your, for you to grant this to her. She did this and that. The reality is she did not even ask. She was at a distance. She was crying. She was following the funeral of her only son, dead son. She did not ask the Lord to do it. You cannot find any trace of faith or expectation on her part. There was nothing in the dead man to merit the miracle. Both to the Samaba or sa, sa Namatay and uh, Jesus Christ didn't say, well, well, uh, I look at this. Open, open. This is the first time kita kung ingani klaseng patay ng tao. Murag wrestler. Murag boxer. Also, I admire so much. I admire him so much. Why don't I heal him? Why don't I bring him back to life? Nothing. There was absolutely nothing that would impress Jesus Christ about the dead, nor the mother. But he helped. Why? Just simply because of purely compassion. An act of grace. We don't deserve anything. Remember this. We don't deserve his attention. We don't deserve his love. But in spite of all things, he still loves us. This miracle and uh, come totally from Christ's great compassion and love 
And we say so it was all grace. It was all grace. Amen. Amazing grace. Oh how sweet the sound. That saved the poor sinner like me. That said, <clears throat> Though once I was lost, yet now I'm found. Though I was blinded, now I see. And it's all because of God's amazing grace. Because on Calvary's mountain He took my place And someday, some glorious morning I shall see Him face to face All because of God's amazing grace What did we do? Mautana ko sa inyo, awan sa minibuhat na to Para tagdun ka sa ginoon what did we do? Nothing. But it's all, it was all the act of grace. There is hope. Remember this. There is hope. It's all because there is hope that Jesus brings through his word. When he speaks his word, there is hope. There is hope that Jesus brings through his grace. And there is hope that, that Jesus Christ, I mean compassion, First of all, there is hope that Jesus brings through His compassion. There is hope that Jesus brings through His grace. We have to make it in order. There is hope that Jesus brings through His Word. His Word. Christ performed His miracle in different ways, actually. There are many ways He did. It is significant, therefore, that each time He raised the dead, He did the same way. He did the same way. You know what he, do, he did? He speaking to the dead person, calling him or her to life. It was his bare word that quickened the dead. Amen? It was his bare. There was a time a blind man said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. But he means you can come to me. You know, Jesus Christ performed his miracle, bringing people out of death to life by speaking the word to him or to her. Why? There is great power in the word of God. This is very significant. Why? Because he does the same way. Speaking to the dead person, calling him back to life. Dead in trespasses and sins. Unsaved souls need to hear the word of God. This is, there is great power in the word he spoke. He spoke and the universe came into existence through his word. The centurion said, Lord, say the word and my servant shall be healed. Are you suffering from something, either uh, physical infirmity, physical disease or spiritual disease or emotional sickness? You know what the Bible says? In Psalm 107 verse 20, He sent His Word. He sent His Word. Psalm 17 verse 20. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. From their destruction. To Lazarus He said, come forth. To the damsel, the said, said uh, I sent to thee, arise. To the young man, I sent to thee, arise. The Word of God. In times of spiritual or physical pain, we can rely on healing scriptures to comfort our souls, to guide us toward recovery. The Bible, maybe you are listening to me right now and you're going through some kind of sickness. Maybe related to the coronavirus, I don't, I don't know. In times of spiritual or physical pain, Listen to me, we can rely on the healing scriptures to comfort our souls and guide us toward recovery. The Bible is a source of peace and comfort for the times that cause us to lose strength and hope. 
Exodus chapter 15, 26 says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord that healeth thee. He is our healer. In Psalm 147 verse 3, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Jeremiah 17 verse 14, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Acts 10 38, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. Yes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our hope for healing is Jesus. Our only hope. There was nothing who can change the situation in that funeral march. Only one. Jesus. Only one. And he is the same Jesus. Jeremiah 30 verse 17. For I will restore health unto thee, God says. I will heal thee of thy wounds. Maybe it's spiritual wounds. Maybe it's physical wounds. Maybe it's emotional wounds. Jesus Christ says, I will heal you. I can heal you. There is hope that Jesus brings through his word. Number one, there is hope Jesus, that Jesus brings through his compassion. <clears throat> there is hope that Jesus brings through his grace. And then number three, there is hope that Jesus brings through his word. And we have his word. In our hands. Even so, there are powerful effects when Christ speaks his life-giving word to the hearts of those who are dead in sins. It brought a powerful number one impact. The word of God to the one who was dead. He was transformed from death to life. When they took him and put him on that on that place, structure, coffin, beer, they call it. And uh, four people shared the burden. Sige, una ka. Okay. Katong nagsunod, katong mga trumpet. Sound of funeral. Katong mga hard morning. Dali kay baka pa-edit rin tayo sunahan niya. Kusga ba kaya ron akong bayad? Now, they put that young man. Kung ikaw ang patay sa hindi, nagyug ko kabalik. This is the last time na mugawas ko sa akong kwarto, mugawas ko sa akong gate. This is the last time that I have to pass this way. I will never pass this way. Again, pansak yung kasi mong grave. But how wonderful Jesus Christ changed the impossible in that man's life, young man's life. I say to this, what do you think happened to this man, his life, after that? We're not told about the cause of his death. Wherever it was, believe me, that young man was never the same as he used to be. We will have to find it out someday, but I believe with all of my heart. I am crucified with Christ, I believe his verse. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I believe that young man was changed. There was the dead sat up and began to speak. What did he say? Shut up. Remember? The demon-possessed man, he was wanting to be with Jesus. Jesus Christ forbade him. He said, no. Instead, he said, go home to your friends and tell them, tell them what great things the Lord had done for thee. And then the Bible says in Mark 5.20, and he began to publish. And the word publish means preach in the Decapolis. Decapolis is a region, big region composed of ten cities. Began to walk every day 
publishing the word of God, what God has done in his life. What God has done in his life. And I believe the same thing happened to this young man. This young man. There was also the powerful impact on the mother. Verse 15. Verse 15 is the most wonderful scene, I believe, in the story. And he, Jesus Christ, delivered him to his mother. <clears throat> began to speak. We're not told about the words he spoke. Basta si Kristo nag-ayos si Moha, dili parasyal na total lukso. Ay, lukso daw, sawaay lang. Nagigunitan niya ito, yung young man said, Ma'am, siguro ka duko-duko pa ba? Makapakilimos na ako. Wako iba na. Wala ko yan. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Ano din yung ma'am? Kita niya nga na. The word of God made uh, an impact upon the man that was dead. And the word of God brought joy. It has brought joy. Her tears. There was emotional reunion of the mother and the son. They healed each other tightly. Her tears of grief and sorrow were changed into tears of joy. That is what happened when you received the word of God in your life. There was also great impact upon the observers. Verse 16. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God. They glorified God. Thank God for that. And uh, both sides. The group of Jesus Christ. And the other side. While the estimate of Christ. Charles Spurgeon said, While the estimate of Christ as a great prophet was not as high as it should have been, they nonetheless recognized the hand of God at work through Jesus. And uh, verse number 16, they glorified God saying that a great prophet is risen up among us that God had visited his people. Remember what Simeon said, what Anna said during the birth of Christ, the dedication of Jesus, God has visited his people. I say this to the young man, why would Jesus Christ spend his time bothering himself with this just one young man? Look at the great impact of those who heard in verse number 17. And this rumor of him went throughout all the regions round about. Not only in, the, in, in that local town called Nain, but all other towns heard about it. Most likely they came. They came because nobody has done it before. Nobody has raised anyone. Just one soul. And let me tell you the importance of just one soul. One day, a man by the name of Ed Kimball, K-I-M-B-A-L-L, Ed Kimball. He was a Sunday school teacher. He got interested to a young man. And that young man came to church. Wala kay mutagad siya kay ang ihang everybody nakasuit pero siya medyo manotice ni mo nga may pagka bugoy ubre na ni mahong ano siguro but Ed Campbell got interested of that young man he won him to Christ and that young man became the great D.L. Moody who won at least three continents to Christ, souls to Christ. Until now, his work is using people, influencing people. Just one man by the name of Ed Kimball. And uh, D.L. Moody 
became a great Moody. And under his ministry, a young man by the name of F.B. Mayer was saved. And he became the great F.B. Mayer. F.B. Mayer became a great man of God. And under his ministry, R.G. Lee was saved. The great R.G. Lee. Under great R.G. Lee, Wilbur Chapman, J. Wilbur Chapman, great evangelist, was saved. And under Wilbur Chapman, Mordecai Ham, the Baptist history, pinakadaghan history is about Mordecai Ham, got saved. And under the ministry of Mordecai Ham, Billy Graham was saved. It all started with Kimball, Edward Kimball, winning a nobody, a DL Modi. That is why Jesus Christ got interested, spent time with an individual. Because you can never tell that individual you will win the Lord. And God's people say, Amen. Remember this, the words of Jesus spoken are all in this book. The words of Jesus can bring comfort and hope and peace into our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for blessing our services tonight. And dear God, as we separate our ways this evening, dear Father, you, you bless, continue to bless the word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Please. God's people say. God's people say. Amen. What a wonderful uh, message, Pastor Ingay. Uh, our hope is in the Lord. And at this time, uh, let me read to you ito ang prayer requests <clears throat> from the Boris family. Pray for Brother Ray Boris for physical healing. Pray for, also pray for a favorable result of his laboratory tomorrow. Uh, from Sir John Dumdum, pray for Joseph John Zoro Dumdum for total healing. And then from Sister Tess and Brother Leonard Dondoy, pray for Pastor Inga and his family, good health and uh, daily provision and protection. Pray for Pastor Inga for wisdom, especially during the preaching of God's Word, and more souls to be saved by listening God's Word through our live streaming every Sunday. Uh, pray for Bible Baptist Institute and church staff, uh, pray for Bible Baptist Institute students and church staff for good health every day, for God's wisdom and daily provision, and also pray for Danica Eunice Dandoy for fast recovery from cleft operation yesterday and for good health upon her. Uh, from Amorlita Anwengo, pray for my niece and husband Bell Olson in Florida for physical healing. From Elsie Ingay, let's pray for Danica Dandoy for complete healing of her cleft operation. Pray also for Brother Ray Boras for favorable lab result and good health. Pray for Sister Wella Grace Go and Sarah Grace Santillan for their physical needs. Also pray for all our senior citizens for safety, protection, and good health. Uh, from Amsel, let's pray for Avelino and Cloro, Clarita Nodora for, and also Catalina Santiago for God's protection and care always. Uh, pray for Ingrid Dinopol for assurance of salvation. And then also pray for Amor Parahinog for assurance of salvation and God's protection and wisdom in her daily undertaking. So those are all our prayer requests for this evening. At this time, let's all stand and let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. Let us remember uh, in our prayer all these needs no? uh, and prayer requests made mention a while ago. So bow our heads and close our eyes. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. We thank you so much, O Lord, for the message 
that we have heard this evening. And truly, O Lord, uh, we are poor and needy. We are helpless without you. We admit, O Lord, and we acknowledge that we, uh, without you, we can do nothing. Truly, O Lord, our hope is in you. We are facing this uncertain times. We are facing this pandemic. We don't know the future. But we know, O Lord, who holds our hands. We know, O Lord, that you are our shepherd. You are a faithful God. You are a true God. And we know, O Lord, that your promises never fails. We know, Lord, that you are merciful, gracious, and loving, O Lord. We know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We know, O Lord, and we put our confidence, our hope, our expectation in you and you alone. Tonight, dear Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are not feeling well at this time. We are praying for Brother Ray Boris. We are praying for Sister Wella Grace Go. We are praying for Sister Grace Santillan. We are praying, O Lord, for our members who are not feeling well, that you'd meet their physical needs and financial needs, O Lord. We understand, O God, that Satan will try his best to cripple us, to hinder the work of God through our physical infirmities. But Lord, help us to endure, help us to be strong, help us to be courageous, knowing, O Lord, that uh, we have to be good cheer and be courageous because we know that you are always on our side. We pray, dear Father, for those who are watching also, our live streaming, especially, O Lord, those who are not yet been saved that tonight they will come to know Christ as their personal and Savior. Even, O oh Lord, for those Christians who are here and watching, our brothers and sisters who are experiencing discouragement, experiencing disappointments, experiencing worries and anxiety, uh, we all have these things, O oh Lord, especially in this time of pandemic, but we pray, Father, that you would turn our fear into faith, our disappointments to assurance and confidence in your promises. Father, we pray also, Lord, for our medical frontliners, our members here in our church. We are praying for Doc Raymond Liberato. We are praying for Doc Eileen, Doc Iris Dewey. We are praying for Brother Mark Frando. We are praying for uh, our doctors and nurses. We may not mention their name, but you know their needs, you know their battles, you know their, uh, what they are facing day to day, O oh Lord. We are praying for safety for all of them and for all of us. We know the risk, O oh Lord, that we are doing every time we are out from our homes. We know the danger of getting infection, O Lord. We pray, dear Father, for your perfect will to be done. And we are praying for your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts to bring comfort and strength and encouragement, dear Father. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters also. Some of them who have lost their loved ones. Some of them have lost their jobs. And they are also experiencing financial trouble right now. We pray that you'd meet their financial needs and help them as only you can, O Lord. And as we dismiss, dear Father, may your blessings be upon us. And may you bring us back this coming Sunday for another service, another time for us to listen to your word, to study your word through our Sunday school. And we pray, dear Father, that uh, help us to cling into your word Help us to study your word, for in the studying of your word, O Lord, we, are, we will know your perfect will. Through studying your word, we will know who you are and what you are able to do, O Lord, through our lives. Use us for the glory, for the honor, dear Father, and help this church uh, to, be, to continually 
be a beacon of light. And just like those people mentioned by our pastor who made an impact in this in saving souls, help us, dear Father, to be faithful in our commitments. Help us to continually share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even we pray for our pastor and for his family, for all the missionaries in the field, our full-time workers, give us good health and strength, and our spiritual frontliners, dear Father, may you cover us with your most precious blood. As we dismiss tonight, keep us safe and guide us as we arrive home, O Lord, this evening. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. And for those who are watching, thank you for watching. See you this coming Sunday. Please uh, follow the markings. Uh, let's start from this side. And then last na mag-exit kaninga row. Okay? So, kanina.